0: So the sweet spot is really recognizing that the joy is found in the actual pursuit of getting the object, but not in the object itself.
1: Welcome to the Be Better Mindset Podcast, where we talk about the importance of improving life across every variable. We talk about topics like self-improvement, health, and so many strategies to manage the many stresses we have in life. If you are interested in pursuing happiness, bettering yourself daily, and reaching your fullest potential, this podcast is for you. Remember, you are great, but you can always be better. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back to the Be Better Mindset Podcast. I had to do a retake there. I think I squealed. For some reason, my, that's why my wife is laughing right now, so I had to do a retake, but anyways, I'm here with my wife. Sorry, I didn't get to post on Monday, but we have been jamming.
0: yes, we have yeah,
1: so um, lots of fun. We just got back from a trip from like the woods trip
0: in the middle of Arizona, in the middle
1: of Arizona found out that we're not really jungle people, so that was uh, an exciting journey i think we could unpack that later too as well but um, the topic today guys i want to talk about is going to be enjoying the struggle and it's such an appropriate topic today because i like to document my life lately and just and there's struggles in in there and and you've sh- you sh- you were sharing this parable with me this morning that completely like i rolled my eyeballs back once he said it so so I, I, I had to get my wife in here because um, I needed her to share the parable because if I started talking about the parable, I probably would have messed it up. So with that said, I like let's go, let's get after it. What's what's the parable that you told me this morning that completely shook my world?
0: Okay, so the parable goes like this. <clears throat> there is a robber and he is in the middle of holding up a jewelry store. Now, he gets shot by the security guard there, and he dies. So he is, he dies, he gets transported to another place. And in this place, there's a guide. And so the robber being the robber looks around, and he decides, okay, I'm going to hold up this guy. He's the robber, he can't help it. So he points the gun at the guide, and he says, give me your wallet. And the guide says, sure, here you go. And the robber is shocked. This is the first time someone has really willingly (laughs) smiled and given their possessions. So he's a little bit confused. But being the robber, he goes back to doing what he knows best. So he says, all right, now take me to your house. And so the guide says, no problem. So they walk down the street and here's this beautiful house. And the guide says, This is actually your house. Here's the keys. Go ahead and go inside. There's actually $2 million in the safe. Enjoy. The robber is like, oh my gosh, where where have I been transported? This is amazing. Okay. So the robber decides to look around a little bit. He sees that there's a casino as well. So he starts gambling and he wins every single time. And so eventually though, the robber starts to go crazy and he finds the guide and he says to the guide, look, I've been here for six months and I've never lost. I'm getting so frustrated. This isn't fair. And the guide says, well, how much do you want to lose? Do you want to lose 20% of the time, 30% of the time? And the robber says, no, you don't get it. This isn't fair. I don't want to have to decide how much I lose. I shouldn't even be here. I shouldn't even be in heaven. And the guide just starts busting out laughing. And then he says to the robber, whatever made you think that you were in heaven? This is hell. man. (laughs) So we're going to let that sink in for a second (laughs) and take a breath. And that is the parable that...
1: I need a cigarette. Yeah. And I so
0: <laughs> I immediately was like able to journal three pages and really start to take this to heart and see mm. places in my life where I expected that there shouldn't be a struggle. Right. And I created basically my own suffering and then realizing that actually if it was easy there it we would be so bored right if we got every single thing that we wanted without having any sort of struggle we would go mad because it's just too easy nothing has any value or worth and we have no growth
1: 100 percent. so what's really cool about that and and why my eyeballs rolled back I I have a life. I also have a life coach that life coaches me, and um, what she life coached me on was payroll. Because every two weeks we have payroll. There's a certain amount of money that comes out, and I always get anxious because there's this there's this number that's like wow that's so much that's so much coming out every two weeks, and I'm always anxious. I'm always creating this little level of suffering. And um, what she what she said was like. Oh, okay, cool. Let's just let's go look into that. Let's look into that. And like, how, how long have you been in business? And I told her I was like, well, I've been in business for 10 years. So in those 10 years, how many times did you do payroll? Well, I do it every two weeks. And it really just like, and then she was like, well, uh, like what what happened in those 10 years? I was like, well, nothing. Right so I create this like internal suffering within myself but then if I extrapolate it without a lot of that suffering that I create for myself I wouldn't have this like bliss and joy every time I do win I do get a bigger contract I get a I get some awesome testimonials or changes with other people both with my clients and my coaches and like those moments those little wins that are happening within our community within our team I don't think it'd ever exist. If I if I wasn't creating my like self-suffering, self-anxiety, self-pain, right? Um, losses, like if none of those losses really existed, I would I for sure drive myself crazy. Yeah. So it just really changes the tone, guys. Like when you really start to realize that from a from a deeper perspective, and you're like, man, yeah, that would be that would be boring. You really start to accept the struggle. You start to accept the stresses. And you accept the anxiety and the depression that comes with it. And then when you let it go through, what comes from that place is very special. I feel like it, it's so abundant Yeah. coming from that place. You can, you can feel anxious and still be like, I love this. Like, thank you, brain, for trying to protect me from something. And then you and then you get to work instead of coming from a place of just like, I'm too scared for that.
0: Right. So we were talking about that sweet spot, basically. Mm-hmm. So there is two other definitions that I kind of learned about today that I <clears throat> think are relevant. So depression is when you desire an object, but you don't have it yet. So you're depressed because you're seeking this object. And then melancholy is when you get the object, but now you no longer desire it. So the sweet spot is really recognizing that the joy is found in the actual pursuit of getting the object, but not in the object itself. So the example that I was thinking of and was, Um, taught to me this morning was thinking about building a business so when you're building a business you decide you're gonna start a business and this happens to many business owners you have that initial stress of building the business up to a place where then it's stabilized. Mm-hmm. But then what happens to a lot of business owners once it's stabilized? Once you have literally built a company that you have worked yourself out of mm-hmm. um and it can run without you, there is no longer uh, much of a need for you. There isn't like it's so solid you either do two, one of two things. You either at that point accept that now you're ready to move on to a new business venture. So a lot of people will sell their businesses and go into a different area to give themselves new growth. Mm-hmm. The other thing that can happen is because unconsciously, <laughs> you want to get back to that place where there is a struggle, you will self-sabotage yourself to then put yourself into the struggle again because that's where we feel this like surge of energy. Mm -hmm. And so you'll actually create that. You'll create these circumstances in a negative way that will lead to you being back into a financial hardship just so you can feel alive and struggle again. So mm-hmm. the the sweet spot in that would be um, certainly you could sell the business, but also you can create specific discomfort mm-hmm. and like take a business that is <clears throat> solid and stable and then say, look what we've done can we now 10x this? Like, can we take this to the next level? So you're creating healthy, uncomfortable growth from that place of stability. And you're saying, let's open another location. Let's franchise. Let's push the boundaries of what we already have. Mm-hmm. And now you all of a sudden are reinvigorated and you have all of a sudden this new, cre- this new energy and it's positive.
1: Right. hmm Are you done about me? <laughs>
0: well, you and everyone else, I would say.
1: Yeah. And you know what? She, she, my wife summed it up really well. There's a stage in your business where you, you don't need to be there as often as you need to. And, and that suffering, I, I, she was calling it self-sabotage. Now that, the, that I've heard the parable, I also, I mean, I would even consider it to be called something called self-joy. Because through, through that sabotage, I was forced to grow and forced to learn, forced to connect with my wife and my team at a much deeper level That's like that completely allow us to completely change. Right. I don't think we'd have this content if I didn't create that self-sabotage for myself, or self, I wouldn't wanna say self-sabotage, I mean like self-stress, self-discomfort. Moving towards that I think is such a special place. And again, knowing and expecting that that to be part of the journey allows you to just experience the human emotions and then the human experience at just a deeper level. So it's just awesome.
0: Yeah. And I would say the difference there, the self-sabotage, it's going to happen because our bodies are more comfortable going back to that state. That's like, why the robber was so uncomfortable. Right. Um, because he couldn't go back to that state in that energy level. But you are in a position where you're choosing specific struggles. So, the week that you did, <clears throat> if you remember, you decided to do three Murphs a day for...
1: 21 days.
0: 21 days. And this was right in the middle of, like, other stressful things going on within the business. But you were like, let's go. This is going to be fun. Like, you... Yeah you often choose it because you know that it will be a time of growth. And that's a positive outlet where if we're thinking of outside of business, you can take this into other areas like relationships. Mm -hmm. When people are in relationships for a very long time, you'll see that maybe somebody gets really bored and this is not talking about us, but in other relationships where Are we've seen... bored? No, I'm not getting bored. <laughs> I'm not getting bored because you're constantly... There's constantly things that I can learn about you.
1: It's creating problems, guys. That's what so, she's talking about.
0: <laughs> yes. So if you get too comfortable, though, there's always... Basically, you think that you know everything there is to know about your partner. It's boring. Yeah. There's no, there's no s- sort of growth. So this is why we would see somebody like sabotaging the relationship
1: so you can create that struggle so
0: you will self-sabotage yourself by doing dumb things men or women out there who are like well I'm bored so I'm going to venture out of this relationship and then Mm -hmm. it all of a sudden some people actually stay with their partner after the aftermath of that painful situation because it's created new life into their marriage Sometimes it's it's just completely ruined. But now talking about like our vacation that we went on last week, we now looking back on that, the way that we looked at us going into this was like, Mm -hmm. we don't know what's going to happen. We're about to drive 45 minutes down a dirt road. Mm -hmm. We may get stuck. We may have to turn around and we may not get to actually get to the place where we want to. Mm -hmm. And because we're purposely putting ourselves in these uncomfortable containers, Mm -hmm. I like learned a lot about you on that trip. Like you actually were a really good navigator, you stayed really calm, I was really impressed, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how you were gonna react. Based on previous yeah. experience, like you
1: I'm usually freaking out, guys. You
0: usually freak out. So it was really interesting, mm-hmm. and then maybe you saw in me different things and were mm-hmm. like, Oh wow, I can't believe that yeah. I was able to do that. So we're still learning about each other.
1: So what's cool about that, because now that you you point that out my expectation was there was going to be some struggle right but through that struggle was like man this is going to be some good content or this is going to be an awesome learning experience i think this is going to be hilarious if we get stuck out here and we had to figure something out right so expecting that there is going to be struggle yeah. in that little journey made it so much more exciting and when it did happen and it didn't really happen like it happened in different ways like we were right. like there's no electricity What are we going (laughs) to do? How are we going to watch a movie? Right. So. um, But the problem is when you
0: expect that there won't be a struggle.
1: Oh, exactly. And then you're
0: really creating Mm -hmm. then this huge disappointment, which we've done on trips before.
1: Yeah.
0: You've told me that you wanted to go to San Francisco. For your birthday, so I booked yep. this whole experience, and you were thinking it was going to be something different, and then you were <laughs> so disappointed, and you absolutely hated the trip. Right. And then, like, we both were mad mismo. at each other because we were like, what? Like, my our expectations were just so completely off mm-hmm. from what the reality was going to be, and we at that point we didn't expect that there would be struggles, but now we go Mm -hmm. into a situation like this is probably going to be a struggle and that's okay. Cause it's going to be fun. And we're finding joy within the struggle.
1: 100%. Anyways, guys, about that, that San Francisco trip, if you guys don't know me, I'm very introverted. I'm very like calm and peaceful. And my expectations was like, I just need to get out of Vegas just to kind of calm down. But if you go to, if you go to San Francisco, it's way busier, way busier than Las Vegas. It's crammed up, the streets are small, like everyone's walking everywhere, biking everywhere. It was chaos. So I was like, oh gosh. So my expectation was it for for it to be peaceful and like there was no struggle. And that's what really created a lot of that struggle for me. And not expecting that or um hoping that it was something completely different. But but it was it, it's it's pretty cool to to just kind of just experience two contrasting vacations.
0: Yeah, and where we're at in our relationship that it mm-hmm. would that it would actually be fun and like we would laugh as we're building a fire to try and <laughs> warm ourselves there. up because the we tomorrow. totally drained the electricity within the first six hours that we were there because it was on solar and we had to just figure it out and we were just laughing and I was like oh my gosh look at my husband building a fire right now I didn't really
1: (laughs) and I didn't know how to do it guys I kind of just started throwing things (laughs) in there so
0: you didn't but it was fun to watch you do it Bristow
1: told me what to do and I was like I didn't do that dude yeah so I kind of just makeshifted it but it was absolutely fun so really guys in a nutshell like the, the struggle is really where all the joy is. And you you need both of them. It sounds so cliche, but it's like the yin and yang. Like you need to have both of those components to really live a freaking awesome life. And if you guys are one of those people that are that are struggling in the moment, maybe you're in the you're in the facility and you're struggling with a movement, maybe you're struggling with an injury. Or maybe you're struggling and losing weight or gaining muscle, right? That act that little like point is actually like what's gonna make the other side of it so much more enjoying. And um and it allows you to just keep moving forward instead of taking an action knowing that. Which yeah. is really cool.
0: Yeah. There was another definition which i really liked it said joy is the pleasure you get from not having what you want so good and like a lot of us would think that's so counterintuitive but as we are working towards getting that thing that's the sweet spot where we actually are seeing that that growth and so another thing that i thought was interesting is we talk a lot about goals and having goals and reaching goals and setting mm-hmm. goals and nothing wrong with that. But um, the goal gives you a lot less than it promises mm-hmm. and yet the struggle gives you so much more than it promised.
1: There's too many bombs <laughs> yeah. you're dropping right now.
0: Yeah. So it was making me think of, you know, y- you hate your your birthday. So, like, to me, the birthday is representative of, like, you know, a goal, you made it a year, Mm -hmm. and you don't want to celebrate that. Like, you actually just like being in everything leading up to that, Mm -hmm. and you like the Mm -hmm. actual journey of it, and, like, you find joy in that. So yeah. your goals are often like huge goals that you know you're going to have to become a different person mm-hmm. to be able to reach that goal. And I think a lot of us are afraid to make goals that are even mm-hmm. big enough.
1: Yeah, so what's really cool about those goals uh when I have my athletes or or some of the uh the business coaches or the business clients that we have creating those goals when we when we sit down with them we're like okay, can you hit this, is this a possible goal? And they're like, yeah, well, for sure you can hit this. It needs to get bigger. Like we have to make sure that that goal that you create for this quarter, for this month, has a 50% chance that you're gonna lose and a 50% chance that you're gonna win. And they're always just shocked on, on just doing that, but I was like, dude, you have to get comfortable losing. There's so much, we learn so much more if you don't hit that goal. If you hit the goal, all we learn is, man, what else are you capable of? And you make the goal
0: so easy and then you hit it every time, it's really boring. Yeah. That's why a lot of people are unfulfilled at work. Yeah. Or you're unfulfilled with you've been chasing this dream Mm -hmm. of like getting the house that has a three car garage and like getting the the family, having a lot of things, accumulating cars. Mm And like all the toys and things. And then this is actually, if you, which would we've been studying a lot, is all about minimalism. If you go and you uh, watch that documentary or the book or the blog for The Minimalist, the guys who started that, they had reached this level of what they thought was the dream. But it mm-hmm. was, they got there and then they're like, "I'm this is so hollow. Yeah. Now I'm like so completely bored. I have everything that I thought. Mm-hmm. I was working towards and actually then what they found was, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put myself in what others would consider discomfort, having less things. Mm-hmm. And so when you have less things, it also creates a part of the movement of minimalism is that you may actually then ask others, like it's uncomfortable to ask for help. Moms Mm -hmm. out there, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But if you create this container where you have less, instead of buying into the idea that you can just keep for like, specifically for moms, because I feel like when you're a mom, you're thinking like, If I can just order enough stuff from Amazon, if I can just like, there's, there's gotta be a product that's going to like help me and everything is marketed to you. Like this thing will make your life so much easier. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like the hard part, the hard work would be getting uncomfortable and having less things and asking for help. And in that, so when you're a minimalist and you only have so much, part of it is supposed to be that you ask others, you go to a neighbor and Mm -hmm. you ask them, hey, I need a chainsaw for my backyard. I don't want to buy one. Can I just borrow yours for the afternoon? And what are we not doing right now as a society? We're not connecting because we're trying to, within our own sphere, just Mm -hmm. buy enough things to take care of ourselves and to never have to struggle and Mm -hmm. to continue to accumulate. And yet if we, like we're doing, we're trying to sell our house and downsize. Mm -hmm. And in the process of that, it will be like it has been, there has been ego deaths because we will have to ask for help. We will have to get close to community, but then Mm -hmm. what we find is that is where the joy is. Right. Giving somebody an opportunity to help us, that exchange is so much more powerful.
1: Yeah. And I, like you, you say the struggle, I don't, for, for me, it wasn't the struggle to give up the, the stuff. Mm-hmm. The struggle was to ask for help. Yes. But then the growth part was like, Oh my gosh, I'm building even larger connections more than I've ever done because I got rid of all this stuff. I actually got more joy having less than having more. Yeah. Right. So Um, the struggle might not be like, yeah, I could give away everything, I don't really care. Actually, now that hard part was like parting ways for so many of the other things, but uh, yeah, that's an awesome way to put it for sure.
0: Yeah,
1: what else do we got?
0: I think that might be it. (laughs) I think that was a lot to unpack for people,
1: yeah. So, so guys, if you guys like that episode. Make sure you guys share it. Uh, share, subscribe, like. Um, if you guys are in the struggle, enjoy it. It's temporary or it's long, but it'll also make that joy component of it so much sweeter. So um, keep struggling. Yep. Be better.